listening to the final episode of Robot Week. This is the Intcast, episode five. I'm Josh. I'm JD. We finally made it to movies. We made it through the week. Finally. Thank you for sticking with us. We appreciate it, and I think the payoff is going to be worth it. You might even say that we depreciate your time, if that makes sense. I mean, we literally do. Whether whether they find us, whether you find us entertaining or not, we are depreciating your time. I don't think there's a better way they could spend their time, though. Well, I mean, if they're commuting, right? Yeah. You, 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 you're, you're not doing anything anyway. anyway. Yeah, you're listening. You might to as us. well listen to something entertaining. Yeah, and that that would be that'd us. be us. Absolutely. What else would be entertaining? Oh, I was I was actually about to call out some people. Uh-oh. I, well, let's not make enemies. Let's not do that. No. That's not. We're, we don't have enough street. We're crime. not. We're not better. Just different. 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 Not yeah. better. Different. That's right. Okay. Different. Different slice of cake. So here we are. Movies. Movies, and I gotta say that movies tends to be my favorite topic because. Well, I worked in a video store. You did. I love movies. Uh, I've you seen do. movies. I've yeah. always wanted to, you know, that whole thing. Uh, oh, what I really want to do is direct. Um, <laughs> I can make that movie better. Yeah, ooh. Have you thought I've, that before? I've said, no, I've said it out loud. <laughs> I, mm. I get that. No, I think we've all said that. Yeah, and I've been to lots of screenings. With, Interesting. With people that actually made the movie, uh, the Iron Giant actually. Uh, uh, Tim McCanley is the guy that uh, wrote and directed. But uh, do you think you could have made it better? Is what you're saying? No, okay. no, 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 not at all. Uh, this guy knocked it out of the park with Iron Giant. A great, a- great example of a movie about a robot. Yeah, and then Vin Diesel with the <clears throat> voice. Uh, well, Harry Connick Jr. Oh, well, you don't, I'm not a fan. I am a fan, but Vin Diesel has just, he's perfected that. I'm going to say something really low and mumble to where you can barely hear it, which makes me cool. I almost feel like they, the producers of Guardians of the Galaxy watched Iron Giant said, well, he can really nail short dialogue. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So (laughs) that's what got, that's what clinched it. Of you course. Know. All right. And so, my robot that I was going to mention oh, yeah. is R2-D2. Oh, R2-D2. You know, I'm a huge Not Star Wars C-3PO? Fan. No, of the two. Because he's a douchebag. Yes. He kind of is. Yeah. He kind of is. You know, he's the Jar Jar Binks from before Jar Jar Binks. You know, the one person in the movie is that you're like, if he wasn't there, it'd be okay. Yeah, but I never found myself wanting to actually murder. Really? C-3PO. That's, that's interesting to me. Every time he talked, I was like, I wish oh, you would shut why, your, why shut you your face. You know, every now and then he gave good examples, but most of the time you didn't want to hear him talk. But he wasn't R2-D2. No Which one is, is the R2-D2. heart and soul, I think. Absolutely. And you never understand what he's talking, what he's saying. You have to. But you know what he means. He was probably telling C-3PO to shut the hell up. That's exactly. what he was doing. He was speaking for us <laughs> to C-3PO. Everyone watching this movie right now wants you to zip so it. So your favorite part was when C-3PO got pulled apart. I did like that. That My was favorite, good. In episode four when he says, is it okay if I shut down for a minute? Yes. Minutes? Yes, it is. Or the rest of the film? How about forever? Forever would be okay. So. Okay. My opinion. So, movie day, uh, man, there's so much ground to cover. Uh, 
you know, there there are so many movies about robots that uh, you can't even. The list almost seems endless. If you go all the way back to the beginning, and I know we've been talking about this. Let's not let's not discuss androids and cyborgs and those sort of things. Yes, the robot from Metropolis mm. is mm, humanoid in nature, but not meant to look like a human. So I think it, she definitely fits, and it was a she. It was a she. Uh, uh, Maria, I think. I think if, that's right. If I'm not mistaken. Show notes. Uh, show notes. Show enough, show notes. You know it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that that was uh, one of the earliest uh, uh, films in history, uh, not just one of the earliest films about a robot. So, I mean, it's robot. robots on film have been around forever. Almost as long as the word robots. Oh. Almost. And, uh, you know, whether it's the little owl from uh, Clash of the Titans. Nice. <laughs> oh, geez. I well done. Yeah, I can't remember his name. <laughs> and I'm actually glad for it. Yeah. That shows that I have other things going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Might have been like Orcos or something like that. Maybe. Oh, gosh. Hey, but does Unicron count? We're Because Unicron didn't show up until Transformers mm-hmm. the movie. This is true. So there you go. Um, and if you haven't seen Transformer, uh, you haven't seen Transformers the movie, not not the Michael Bay stuff, but the animated right. Transformers. The movie. Uh, Orson Welles doing mm-hmm. the voice of Unicron. Uh, how can you miss? It's worth seeing. Yeah, it is worth seeing. Definitely worth and, seeing. Uh, Especially the soundtrack was awesome. And our, uh, uh, was that the first time that RC? Uh, the female Transformer was introduced. I believe so. I, in, I believe that is correct. And in Rodimus Prime mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you've got you've got all kinds of examples. Um, what else? Uh, they finally made iRobot. You they know, did we, make we, iRobot. They did that. They, uh, they that, made it blockbuster. Uh, was it a blockbuster? Well, they made it in a blockbuster fashion. I don't know that it actually ended up being a blockbuster, but that's what they were going I don't, for. I remember not really liking they it. They were trying to play the Will Smith card, and every movie that he's in usually ends up being a blockbuster. Boobo was the name of the owl in Clash of the Titans. Well done. Uh, which did he showed up in the remake. Did he? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry to admit I actually watched the remake. I've seen the remake. I like the remake. Actually, the my favorite part about the remake was the trailer. <laughs> the, tra- ah. the trailer was so good because the music they had going on in there and the action. It was like this is going to be awesome, and then it, it was one of those cases where the trailer showed all the best parts of the movies. Yes, that's more often than not that is the case. So that's why. So I watch what trailers. other what other examples are there out there? There's uh, we talked about Unicron. We talked the, the Master Control program in Tron. Mm-hmm. Uh, m- more recently, Wally. Wally. Uh, Wally. Uh, ooh, here's something, and I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, it wasn't readily available after it first came out. It was okay. Like, because Disney tends to do this, put things on moratorium. And this is not, and this is one of those more, I wouldn't say it's obscure, but it doesn't really fit the Disney mold. And mm-hmm. that was bl- the black hole. And so there were, oh, there were some awesome robots. Really? I've never hole. seen that. I've never even heard of that. You have n- Really? No. You're not? Uh, yeah. So there was, uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine was in that. Okay. Maximilian Schell. 
hmm. was in that. And in fact, I think one of the main robots was Max Maximilian. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the robots in that, I mean, there was like some very murdery robots. <laughs> in Murdery robots? I mean, you think about the concept. That's not really Disney. No. Uh, you think about the concept of, of traveling, time travel, traveling through a black hole. I don't really... Mm, Disney time travel black hole murdery robots. Um, that doesn't sound like Disney at all. Sounds uh, more like Lionsgate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lionsgate for sure. Uh, ooh, what about the machines in the Matrix? The Matrix. I almost said the Matrix trilogy, and I had to stop yeah, myself. Yeah, don't talk about the other two. <laughs> don't talk about the other I two. Had to That's... stop myself. No, the machines were definitely creepy the first time you see them, and they're like they're harvesting humans and. You see Neo when he comes out and this little thing like unscrews everything from him. That's creepy. It is creepy. Uh, and then there were uh, how can we how can we miss Skynet? You can't. You can't. You know. You have to. You have to acknowledge Skynet. Mm-hmm. Um, and robot lore. I'd in say ro- they're, for they're places sure. near the top, firmly ensconced in the top <laughs> echelon. And um, how about Johnny Five? I know you've seen Short Circuit. I have seen Short Circuit. Yes, of course. Johnny Five. Robbie the Robot from Mm -hmm. Forbidden Planet. We briefly. Gort from The Day the Earth Stood 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 Still. still. I'll get it in a second. Um, Man, you're throwing some good examples out there. I am throwing some good examples out there because. I wanted the world to know that there were good movies out there about About robots. robots. Before we talk about what we're going to talk about. Before we talk about the movie that we decided we would watch and then confer on this podcast. Our our notes and feedback, opinion on this particular movie. Our review. We're reviewing this movie for you. And this movie is currently available on Netflix. Netflix. I am having trouble talking today. You're drunk. Go on. I am am drunk. I was drunk. Yesterday. When I watched this movie, when we decided, to I watch must this have been, or, or something, I, or the, the filmmakers were drunk. It's available on Netflix and Amazon Prime. So if you have either of those, you can go watch that instantaneously. Instantaneously. However, but you I might wouldn't. Not, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't we're, do that. We have saved you two and a half hours of your life. I tell you what, if you. If you feel like you need to watch something, go watch Blade Runner instead. There you go. Please. We should have reviewed that. (laughs) We should have. Now, the grand reveal. We watched Automata. (sighs) Now. No. Automata. 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 See, I didn't even want to say it right. No. Automata. Automata. That's how tired I am. And let's uh, let's thank Antonio Banderas for... No, let's not. There's just no. I'm a fan of Antonio Banderas. I have been since Since Desperado. uh, Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell myself I've watched him in films where, you know, were Spanish films. That's okay. Foreign films. Uh, So I've followed his career for a while. But yes, he was excellent in Desperado. Yes. Uh, And he's he's pretty much excellent in just about anything he's been in. He's been in a few clunkers. Everybody, all actors have those of course, in their career. Nobody course. can make a great movie every time. But this this movie, the premise of Automata, 
which is the plural of automaton, mm-hmm. which really fits into the overall theme of robots. In, in more ways than one. Absolutely. Because not only we're talking about robots, but we've been talking about this concept of replacement. Obsolescence. For good. Yeah. Replacement for good, but obsolescence as well. Um, and so this, this movie really uh, delved into that. We're, we're uh, let's see, we're in the year 2044, mm-hmm. and most of the Earth has been wiped out. I think the population was down to 21 million. Yeah, way less than a billion. So when the movie opened, yeah, way, way less than what... I feel like the opening... Was kind of a bait and switch. Because- it was. It may have been the best part of the movie. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, like you're reading and you're like, oh, this boy. could actually be really, really good. I yeah, like where this, this is, going. is going. I like where this is going. But then they pulled the carpet right out from under us. Now, they it was cruel. Borrowed from Asimov. Right. They had two rules. Two rules. Two rules. The- you know, Go ahead. The. Cannot harm any form of life, which is the basic, the first rule that first law, a, the first, first law, law of robotics. Of robotics, and then the second one was you may not modify yourself or other robots. And that's not even really touched on in any of Asimov's robotic rules. No, and I think the reasoning behind that that they brought that to light because was, they wanted to use the plot. They wanted yes. <laughs> It's the only way we can figure out to make this thing go forward. It's the only way we can make it work. Because we got to have some kind of story. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it was strange. The movie itself strange. was strange. It was a little, it was pretty slow. What's slow? It was like they were trying to be artsy, you know, very dystopian future setting. And I don't think they even did that well. I don't feel like the dystopian future that they were trying to achieve worked at all because there was all this advanced technology and the presence of robots. When you think of a dystopian future, I don't often think of advanced technology that's not able to save us because if we had advanced technology, we wouldn't be in this horrible, horrible predicament. Maybe that's just me. I think that's a valid point. Yeah. Um, So the second rule Mm – that they have is because they were actively concerned that these robots would modify themselves to a point of taking taking over over and taking control of the earth uh and that's why they have this rule put into place because robots in this environment would be much more able to survive than humanity was right so Antonio Banderas played eh, – oh, man. I don't even – I get it, but it was weird. It was weird. Uh, ins- not insurance. Yes, insurance, insurance. Uh, investigator. Yes. Investigator. What's it? Adjuster of investigator. Same thing. Same thing. Um, basically doing uh, research. And, and even when it opened uh, in, into cases, but even when it opened with the family trying to get uh, some insurance off of the fact that their dog was – the yeah. dog had died, and, and they were trying the to claim that the it. robot had killed it and that, that it was part of the family. That was an interesting scene as well, right. which I was like, okay. Uh, it, it still kind of held my interest, you know, because he, te- he was testing the robot, and he tried to drop a knife on his hand, and the robot caught it. Right. 
and uh, because you know, it wouldn't to, allow to, harm to happen to a human, right? And so they didn't really explain as to whether or not the robot acknowledged the dog was part of the family or not. Mm-hmm. More than they were establishing that the robot was fully functioning, functioning. as designed, and there was no way it could have killed the dog because right. it's not allowed to harm life, right? So, uh, you know, this movie just continually went. Down it, downhill, he went off the rails uh, quick. He, he was a, a burnt out. Uh, was just didn't want to keep. I mean, he was just. I mean, how could you not be burned out dealing with robots? Dealing all with day. robots mm-hmm. and you know trying to. I mean, I would be burned out as an insurance claim, right? Adjuster, Doing investigation investigations. And you're, you know, you're viewed as trying, the enemy. People are. You know, people are trying to pump you for money, and you would be yeah, very cynical to begin Absolutely to begin with. Would be. But on the flip side, there are people that legitimately need, right? And it'd be to, hard to differentiate, yeah, and discern. With that, well, yeah, would you? How could you not be biased toward? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're you're all you would always lying through your. T- you would exactly. always jump to you're just a liar, right? You, I'm just not going to believe you absolutely. until you prove that you're not a liar. Right. The onus is on you to <laughs> prove that you deserve this money. Uh, so he, he slowly finds out, well, it, I, you know, I even, even now I forgot that, uh, Dylan McDermott was in this movie as well in a very throwaway role. He was, he he found a robot that was breaking the second protocol because, you know, there's derelict robots that have been cast away, cast aside. Owners can't afford them anymore. He found one that was repairing itself. And to do that, he was like, oh, I can't have uh, this happening. This I'm can't happen mur- on my watch. I'm going to murder this robot. Let me murder it. So he shot the robot and then reported to the company that Antonio Banderas worked for. And that's that, where the investigation And that's began. where it started. And that's where you start to see the plot actually take off an hour into the movie. Right. And so he's basically just determining, I mean, he's slowly finding out that, hey, these things, they are modifying themselves. Right. Because uh, he, f- he followed that one robot that went off into a ware- warehouse shed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, lit itself and, and, on and fire. He, it lit itself on fire, which, honestly, I saw that. I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. Right. And then nothing else you, happened. You were thinking, oh, maybe maybe there's redeeming quality. It's taken so long to get it to this point. Maybe it'll go from here. Yeah. And, and so I, I think the the short version of this review is... It was very cliched. It had an opportunity to maybe say something differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't want to give away too much of right. the overall plot. Um, I, I, You know, I think as with anything, it's all in the execution. And so I did appreciate the fact that a lot of the effects looked to be very practical. Right. And the robots, I think, were well done. They were well done, I thought. Yes. And, uh, yes, there was – speaking of ginoids, yes, there (laughs) – It was a perfect example of Melanie Griffith was in the movie as well as a uh, scientist slash, I guess, robot expert. um, She was. And – which is interesting. She did the voice of the – female robot as well mm-hmm. as played that. So she played right. two characters in the movie. And that's not the first time that uh, Melanie Griffith has played a robot. Uh, she played one, uh, I guess it would have been a cyborg in Cherry 3000. Right. I think that's a cyborg. So um, just a side note. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and better I guess better this, than this movie. You know, actually, another side note is that uh, weren't Melanie Griffith and Antonio Banderas married at some point? God, I couldn't tell you at all. Man, we are horrible at this. Well, it's it's just <laughs> life in general. I'm just you, trying to tie just, all this stuff. You're together. spitballing and thinking, oh, like, man, wasn't this and this and this? Um, but then uh, uh, she gets oh that actually the I'm, yeah spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. When she got offed, that was out of nowhere. That was out of nowhere, and by the people that did it, that was that was completely random too. I'm yeah. like, why are they doing this? Yeah, it didn't make sense. Uh, yeah, so there there was no real antagonist in the film. No, because um, you you're trying to they make it out to be like there's some corporate conspiracy or something like that. And another example of a bait and switch. You like you think something's going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. And it doesn't. And it's disappointing because the people involved, uh, Javier Bardem did uh, the voice of uh, the main right. robot dude there at the end. And I'll be damned if I remember his name. I, I did they yeah, even I, say I his name? I don't know. I don't think Maybe they said his name. That this is how much I don't care right about this movie because it was a. It was a waste of time. There were so many fundamental flaws, I think, in the execution and then in the resolution because the plot, like we kept saying, could have gone somewhere, but the resolution left you wanting. You're like, oh, I think this could happen, but then the resolution comes and you're like, no, no. No, no. Of all the possible (laughs) options – and outcomes that could have happened, that is not one. That is, and that's the one you put in the movie. That, that's it's not even possible. No, with the basic protocols that they put in place, the resolution that happened yeah. is not possible. You broke your own rules. <laughs> you broke your own rules, and you broke every rule of filmmaking. By I mean, at least in Jurassic Park, you know, life finding a way made sense. Yes, within the confines of. And that movie. Hope was, I ha- hopefully I haven't given too much away. Right. I haven't like just completely spoiled this movie. No, but Jurassic Park was plausible. Automata. Automata. Not plausible. Not at plausible all. at all. So, well, I think we beat this up enough. Uh, that's enough robots for one week, I believe. Right. And so, hey, tune in next week. We're gonna have a whole new topic. We're gonna. Beat that to death as well, and I hope that you uh, come back um, and uh, tell your friends. Hit us up on Twitter. You can catch us at uh, nthcast.com. We'll have uh, all the episodes streaming there, or like I said on Twitter, we're at nthcast. I'm Josh. I'm JD. I hope you all have a great weekend. We appreciate you spending the week of robots with us. Oh, yeah.